Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 18. Be firm and be faithful. Desert not the right. The brave become bolder, the darker the night. Then up and be doing, though cowards may fail. Thy duty pursuing, dare all and prevail. Hymn number 18. would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and you will see the place to click for the Wednesday evening text. That's where you'll find the readings for tonight. The theme for tonight is the great work of establishing the truth and the readings will now be given by Elizabeth from Georgia. The Bible. Proverbs. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Matthew. The same day went Jesus out of the house and sat by the seaside, and great multitudes were gathered together unto him, so that he went into a ship and sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore. And he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow, and when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places, where they had not much earth, 
and forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But other fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some an hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom, and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one, and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which received seed by the wayside. But he that received the seed into stony places, the same is he that heareth the word, and anon with joy received it. Yet hath he not root in himself, but dureth for a while. For when tribulation or persecution ariseth because of the word, by and by he is offended. He also that received seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word, and the care of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, choke the word, and he becometh unfruitful. But he that received seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word, and understandeth it, which also beareth fruit, and bringeth forth some an hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure hid in a field, the which, when a man hath found, he hideth, and for joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he hath, and buyeth that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man, seeking goodly pearls, who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had, and bought it. First and Second Thessalonians Brethren, for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light, and the children of the day. We are not of the night, nor of darkness. Therefore let us not sleep, as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us, who are of the day, be sober putting on the breastplate of faith and love. Wherefore also we pray always for you, that our God would count you worthy of this calling, 
and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power. I will read correlative passages from Science and Health and Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy, including Address on the 4th of July and Sunday Services on July 4th. Today, we commemorate not only our nation's civil and religious freedom, but a greater even, the liberty of the sons of God, the inalienable rights and radiant reality of Christianity, whereof our Master said, The works that I do shall he do, and the kingdom of God cometh not with observation, with knowledge obtained from the senses, but the kingdom of God is within you, within the present possibilities of mankind. Think of this inheritance, heaven right here, where angels are as men, clothed more lightly, and men as angels who, burdened for an hour, spring into liberty, and the good they would do, that they do, and the evil that they would not do, that they do not. From the falling leaves of old-time faiths, men learn a parable of the period, that all error, physical, moral, or religious, will fall before truth demonstrated, even as dry leaves fall to enrich the soil for fruitage. Sin, sickness, and disease flee before the evangel of truth as the mountain mists before the sun. Truth is the tonic for the sick, and this medicine of mind is not necessarily infinitesimal, but infinite. The spiritual sense of truth must be gained before truth can be understood. This sense is assimilated only as we are honest, unselfish, loving, and meek. In the soil of an honest and good heart, the seed must be sown, else it beareth not much fruit, for the swinish element in human nature uproots it. It is the spiritualization of thought and Christianization of daily life, in contrast with the results of the ghastly farce of material existence. It is chastity and purity, in contrast with the downward tendencies and earthward gravitation of sensualism and impurity, which really attest the divine origin and operation of Christian science. Christian science is not only the acme of science, but the crown of Christianity. It is universal. It appeals to man as man, to the whole and not to a portion. To man physically, as well as spiritually, and to all mankind. It has one God. It demonstrates the divine principle, rules, and practice of the great healer and master of metaphysics, Jesus of Nazareth. It spiritualizes religion and restores its lost element 
namely healing the sick. It consecrates and inspires the teacher and preacher. It equips the doctor with safe and sure medicine. It encourages and empowers the businessman and secures the success of honesty. It is a dear children's toy and strong tower, the wise man's spiritual dictionary, the poor man's money. Yea, it is the pearl priceless, whereof our master said, If a man findeth, he goeth and selleth all that he hath, and buyeth it. Buyeth it. Note the scope of that saying, even that Christianity is not merely a gift, as St. Paul appears, but is bought with a price, a great price. And what man knoweth as did our master its value and the price that he paid for it? When first the pilgrims planted their feet on Plymouth Rock, frozen ritual and creed should forever have melted away in the fire of love which came down from heaven. The pilgrims came to establish a nation in true freedom, in the rights of conscience. But what of ourselves and our times and obligations? Are we duly aware of our own great opportunities and responsibilities? Are we prepared to meet and improve them, to act up to the acme of divine energy wherewith we are armored? Never was there a more solemn and imperious call than God makes to us all right here for fervent devotion and an absolute consecration to the greatest and holiest of all causes. The hour is come. The great battle of Armageddon is upon us. The powers of evil are leagued together in secret conspiracy against the Lord and against his Christ as expressed and operative in Christian science. Large numbers in desperate malice are engaged day and night in organizing action against us. Their feeling and purpose are deadly, and they have sworn enmity against the lives of our standard bearers. What will you do about it? Will you be equally in earnest for the truth? Will you doff your lavender kid zeal and become real and consecrated warriors? Will you give yourselves wholly and irrevocably to the great work of establishing the truth, the gospel, and the science which are necessary to the salvation of the world from error, sin, disease, and death? Answer at once and practically and answer aright. Christian science appeals loudly to those asleep upon the hilltops of Zion. It is a clarion call to the reign of righteousness, to the kingdom of heaven within us and on earth, and love is the way always. Beloved student, Christ is meekness and truth enthroned. Put on the robes of Christ, and you will be lifted up and will draw all men unto you. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer.
our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Bruce, will you please announce the second hymn? Hymn number 312. Soldiers of Christ, arise and put your armor on. Strong in the strength which God supplies through his eternal Son, stand then in his great might with all his strength endued, and take to arm you for the fight the panoply of God. Hymn number 312.
Good evening, and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, June 30th, 2021. At all our meetings and services, we read from the Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. People from all over the world have found our church, and we are sincerely thankful for each and every one of you who have found us. We maintain an inspiring and enlightening website, plainfieldcs.com, that is really a treasure trove of the finest Christian science literature to read, study, and listen to. In fact, we have a number of websites in several different languages. This is our missionary work, and it brings Mary Baker Eddy's revelation of Christian science to people all around the world who are truly in need of this healing truth. Everyone is welcome to look through our websites. They are all free of charge. We won't be having our Saturday um, morning Bible studies for the summer months, but they will resume again in the fall. So watch the website and listen to our announcements, and we'll let you know when they start up again in September. The rest of our services and activities will continue, so keep listening and checking out the website. On Sunday at 10 a.m., we have our roundtable discussion, which is really a valuable training in operative Christian science. And then our church service begins at 11 o'clock. Our Sunday school also meets every Sunday morning at 11. The Sunday school is open to children from everywhere. It has its own teleconference number. So if you have a child who doesn't live in the area and would like to attend, they can attend by telephone. Please call the church to get the phone number and we'll be very happy to welcome your child. And we also have a nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So when you come, be sure to bring the little ones along too. Our publishing and mailing committees continue to be busy. The most recent issue of the forum highlights has just been published and mailed, and your copy will be delivered shortly if it hasn't already reached you. I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy, <coughs> excuse me, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering, although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, 
we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. Also, keep in mind when you do, we are going to be able to hear you, as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place, and I will call on each of you, one at a time, by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through Christian science. Joanne from Florida, go ahead, please. Hi. Um, several weeks ago, I asked the practitioner here for prayerful help with chronic back and joint pain. She agreed to pray for me but also told me that I needed to think not so much about healing a physical problem, but to focus my thought on working for church and praying for mankind. More than ever before, I earnestly began to do so, and soon a change took place. Previously, I was only able to take very short daily walks and at a very slow pace, frequently stopping to rest. But during these past several weeks, I've now been able to take much longer and more joyous morning walks at a normal pace and without experiencing that pain in my back, hips, or knees. In the past, the practitioner had often cited this statement in miscellaneous writings by Mary Baker Eddy, quote, too soon we cannot turn from disease in the body to find disease in the mortal mind and its cure in working for God, end quote. This healing has proved this statement true for me. I'm very grateful for the practitioner's prayers and for the loving and for, for loving enough to tell me what I needed to hear. I'm grateful to Mrs. Eddy for discovering Christian science and showing us how to practice and I'm grateful for this Healing Church service tonight. And thank you for those inspired readings. Thank you. Ron from North Carolina, go ahead, please. Thank you. Linda and I have had our business for many years. During that time, there have been occasions to hire people and also occasions when we've had to let somebody go. I really like to hire new people, but I don't like to let people go for whatever reason. During a recent roundtable discussion, the difference between being kind and being nice was the topic. And it was this discussion that continues to resonate with me. In fact, I had a recent opportunity to put what I learned from that session into practice. For a good portion of my adult life, I could easily have worn a name tag that said, I'm a really nice guy. It could also have easily said, I avoid confrontation at all costs. Being that nice guy made terminating an employee a disaster, for it meant confronting issues that were not healthy for our business. On the two occasions where I had to assume this role for the good of the business, I muddled my way through the meeting 
stopping just short of speaking in tongues. I was influenced by what I projected to be the feelings of the other person, and I did not, I did not want to hurt them. On each occasion, it was a confusing mess for everyone. Upon hearing the roundtable, and as life would have it, another occasion presented itself, providing another chance to assess whether I had learned anything. And what was different about this time was significant. During my previous interactions, I had completely left God out of the equation. Mr. Nice Guy was going to personally handle things, and that was a formula for disaster. This time, my intention was to be kind to this individual, and that meant appealing to God to lead the way. I realized clearly that truth expressed could not be influenced by feelings, no matter where they were coming from. And I also trusted that the appropriate words would be there when God's got my back. And I had the confidence that there would be a blessing, regardless of how the truth was received. And what a difference. The meeting was harmonious and clear. Further proof for me of its efficacy was that there has been no residue, nothing hanging on to come back at me flashing regret or sorrow or sympathetic feelings. My previous attempts continued to surface critical thoughts for years after the actual experiences until science helped me effectively deal with them. Words cannot express my gratitude to Plainfield's weekly roundtable discussion. What a God-inspired idea that blesses the receptive ear. Thank you all for having the courage to tackle all facets of the human experience, translating human challenges into the music of the spheres. Thank you. Thank you. Dave from Florida. Go ahead, please. Yeah, hi. Uh, for several days, I had been having a problem with a dull ache in my neck, shoulder, and upper, upper arm. I asked a practitioner for help. She told me to handle the belief of any tension in my life and also work with hymn number 49, especially the fourth verse that says, Drop thy still dues of quietness till all our striving cease. Take from us now the strain and stress, and let our ordered lives confess the beauty of thy peace. I did this daily, and within a few days, all pain was gone. I'm grateful for Mary Baker Eddy, who discovered Christian science. It does heal, and I'm grateful to be a member of this church where it is being practiced the way she intended. And thank you for those readings. Thank you. Bruce. A number of years ago, my wife and I went to uh, a park that had quite a number of floral gardens, something that we enjoy, and it was a very pleasant trip walking around looking at all the floral displays. Well, there was this one large garden that was full of tulips, and on that particular day, they were all in bloom. Not only that, they were all in the prime of their bloom, and it was quite a magnificent display. And as you can imagine, the word got out, and you wouldn't believe how many photographers were out there. Never saw so many tripods and cameras, all getting set up in their position, waiting for that sun to shine on those tulips right at that moment that would magnify the fact that they are in the prime of bloom. 
uh, we went home with the pleasant memories of our visit. But I thought about that tulip garden, how natural it was for those photographers to be attracted to the highest and best and prime, the most beautiful. And it made me ask myself, how easily am I attracted to all of the right thoughts about me and others around me? Am I that, uh, that ready to see what was the, the best and highest? Because after all, it says in Science and Health where Mrs. Eddy writes that uh, Christ Jesus beheld in science the perfect man who appeared to him, where a sinning mortal man appears to mortals. So not only did Jesus see the perfect man, but this perfect man appeared to him. And what were everybody else seeing? A bunch of mortal faults. Well, with that in mind, I made it a point to do the best I could to see the highest and best, not only in me, but others around me. And sometime later, I was working on a project with, this other, with another guy and it just seemed like he couldn't find enough things to complain about. A lot of them were about me and the things that I were doing. But remembering this incident with the tulips, I kept my mouth shut for a while, but also held in mind that behind this appearance of somebody with an obnoxious personality, there is an individual reflection of God in some way. And with that, it saved me from reacting adversely at the time. Well, the next day, uh, we were together working, and I never saw anybody so helpful. I was working on things, and he just jumped in and helped, and we worked on it together, and it worked out so well. So it taught me a great lesson not to be so quick to judge other people. After all, we may not know what other people have been through, before they got to where they are. But the thing that's needed most of all is to be attracted to the divine idea, just like those cameramen were attracted to those magnificent tulips on that particular day. And I'm thankful for Christian science because it's the one science that teaches just this very thing. And so grateful to be here in the Plainfield Church where Mary Baker Eddy's pure Christian science is taught and lived. Very thankful. Thank you. Linda from North Carolina. Go ahead, please. Hi. Good evening. Uh, well, after a spiritually nourishing visit to you all in Plainfield, I traveled, Ron and I traveled back to my childhood home and for a visit with my family. And it was wonderful to see everyone. However, Almost immediately, old, familiar, self-deprecating thoughts surfaced of my childhood. And I struggled. I had difficulty sleeping, wrestling through the night with a sense that I could never measure up, just like when I was a child. It was truly a wrestling match. I repeatedly challenged mortal mind's suggestions with scientific statements of truth, but the negative self-talk persisted and seemed to win out. I finally fell asleep, concluding that the work I was doing was ineffectual. But upon waking, I felt surprisingly lighthearted and free 
and the struggle in which I was embroiled appeared as no more than a dream from which I had awakened. No substance, no lingering effects to sort out, no analyzing. And as the day went along, I interacted with my family with a humble gratitude for this freedom in my expression and also the spontaneity with which I interacted with them. In Science and Health, we read that as mortals drop off their mental swaddling clothes, clothes, thought expands into expression. And this seemed to have happened as I wrestled with long-held beliefs about my childhood. I write this testimony now because I, it was a kind of an awakening. I had never before acknowledged that the wrestling, the work that I had done, was the work. I always argued from the standpoint separating myself. It was like the wrong standpoint, separating myself from the prayerful protestations of truth, discounting them as the emotions that I felt eclipsed my work. But here I could see that the wrestling was the work, and I was on the same side as truth. This wrestling was an example of fighting to behold the Christ, the only cause in the face of such aggressive lies. When the smoke of battle cleared away, I became aware of my part in the healing process, and I felt such a oneness with divine love, and I felt secure in his keeping. Tonight, singing hymn 312 described so beautifully what I went through. So I give great gratitude for this service, for all of the resources that Plainfield provides for all of us remotely listening, of course, for the teachings of Mary Baker Eddy and the way that they are presented in ways that help us to defend ourselves, not only to uh, receive the truth, but to protect and nourish ourselves continually. Thank you so much. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight and the music. I'm very grateful to be a member of the Plainfield Christian Science Independent Church. It has blessed me in all areas of my life. One of these is learning how to feel and be aware of God's presence and power in everyday life. This did not happen overnight and required great persistence to overcome the many years of living impatiently with nervous energy that had kept me from being still and able, uh, unable to shut out the noisy outer world. What felt like impossible traits to overcome, now they feel very unnatural. And I'm usually quicker at recognizing them and turning it around to a peaceful sense. I had to adjust uh, my life choices in many ways but it was worth the gift of learning to listen to God. I have found I needed to cut out activities that were taking my peace and time and instead spend more time learning and practicing biblical precepts and taking quiet time to hear God. Now I can sit for periods of time and sit quietly and I find that I see the way God shows his love for us all around through little sweet birds that come from the tree near my window, or kindness shared by a stranger, or a smile, or just the right um, message that might pop up on the calendar statement, and to just 
all so many amazing ways, the beauty that's all around us. I feel I can appreciate that, and I didn't even hardly notice it before. I'm very grateful for the regular practitioner support where I have learned to slow down, put God first, and stay in the now, and to be more aware of my mental state. And I'm also very grateful for the many healings that help build my trust in God. I'm very grateful for all that our website and for all that's on there that helps to draw us away from the drama of the world into a more settled, God-centered, non-rush presence. And I'm also very grateful for all the testimonies of people who have proved God's care and presence in their lives. I'm grateful for Christ Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, and this church. Thank you. Jeremy. I'm very grateful tonight to be a member of this church and for all I have learned here. A month or so ago, I was speaking to a family member, someone whom I have always had a very open and loving relationship with. And during the conversation, I had the thought that they were keeping something from me. Though it also felt like they wanted to tell me, but were afraid of what my reaction might be. After getting off the phone, I prayed about it because it really, it left me uneasy. It was strange to be in that situation. And my prayer was that I would indeed be worthy to hear what the issue was and that this person would realize I had no desire to be anything other than supportive. I'm definitely not here to pass judgment and I only want all the good that God has in store for them, which is certainly a lot. So in this situation also came up while speaking with my practitioner, and not long afterward, this person and I spoke again, and instantly, this person opened up to me. We had a very honest conversation, which I felt nothing but love for, from the, for them and from them. And it was excellent to be able to finally know what the real issue was. And now that it has been brought out in the open, I'll be able to work with my practitioner to know that what needs healing in this situation will be healed and blessings will come. I'm very grateful for Christian Science and all that is offered here because I really feel without this church and practitioner support these years, I would not have been in tune enough with my spiritual sense to know that something was being withheld. And I definitely would not have the peace I have now after that conversation. God is good, and I have the firm expectation that only blessings will come from this. Thank you. Thank you. Craig. I thank Elizabeth for those readings. They really, as everything here, they, they make me think about where I fit with God and what I'm doing, and basically uh, purifying my thought and help me step a little closer to God. Well, we have a lot of good thoughts here, a lot of good soil that is not just, it has, it, we've all had to find and peel away till we have only good soil. Uh, and that's a wonderful thing. It's a most very peaceful and very self-controlled, self-controlling position where you're not knocked from this side and that side, but you can walk clearly 
with God and accomplish something that you really want to do. I thank Elizabeth. I uh, wanted to give gratitude for the simplicity that Christian Sciences Church has provided. Teacher here in this church told me so many truths over the years, and still some are unfolding to me. <clears throat> One was uh, no evidence before the material senses can close my eyes to the scientific proof that God good is supreme, from Mary Baker Eddy's Unity of Good. And it was amid the time when I, uh, things were going on around me <clears throat> where I was working, and they didn't look good. But regardless, she was telling me that God was working right there. And we got through that. Things worked out well <clears throat> for me, and <clears throat> I'm sure others. But I also learned to take life step at a time. As Jesus says, take no thought for the morrow. For sufficient to the day is the evil thereof. That's in Matthew. And when I started doing that, even before I got out of bed in the morning, life just took a big turn for the better. Because uh, I knew that there was God had something good for me to do that day. I didn't need to worry about the next. But I didn't even need to get up until I knew what that good was or had a sense of it. And by doing that, it has given me a strength and a feeling of direction. Even before I got to my lesson, and I thank God for that uh, better dominion by just taking things a step at a time and clearly not going anywhere until I realized that good was what was the next thing to do and, and the next thing to do. Everything was going to work out fine that day because <clears throat> I'm going to be doing good things, what God wanted me to do. And be free. I found myself freer to help others during the day after that having more dominion of my own time. I thank, I thank God and Mary Baker Eddy, our teacher, for simplifying my life, not allowing me to be, <clears throat> uh, I guess, anxious over the next day, but just do each day at a time. Today, after it was done, uh, just the end of this, is uh, in a 98-degree day, God gave bunch of beautiful breezes you just sustained for hours in my backyard. Well, I could <clears throat> just enjoy myself and anybody else that came along. So, this is Heaven on Earth. Thank you. Shardy. Hello. Tonight I offer my gratitude for God's Word being revealed to us by Mary Baker Eddy and her faithful study of the Bible, which gave mankind science and health with key to the scriptures and Christian science. I have been thinking a lot about Mary Baker Eddy, and especially after the roundtable discussion last Sunday, the 27th of June. Her work has changed my life. I was raised in the Episcopal Church and attended Sunday school through high school. But one Sunday, I had been invited by a friend to attend a Christian Science church service. 
I was 17 at the time. During the service, while the lesson was being read, my body started to rise off of the pew. I was astonished and took hold of the pew in order to lower myself. No one seemed to notice, and the service continued. That was the beginning of my new life. I somehow got a copy of Science and Health, I don't remember how, and have been a student ever since. My gratitude for Mrs. Eddy and her love for God and Christ Jesus is unbounded, limitless. Thank you. Thank you. Debbie from Illinois, go ahead, please. Thank you. Today I was trying to start and organize some files on my current smartphone in anticipation of getting a new phone and transferring all the data over to the uh, my new phone. In the process of doing this organization, I inadvertently deleted a large number of photos from my phone. I didn't quite know how to um, start the repair process, so I downloaded a recovery app, which seemed to be working fine. And so throughout the afternoon, I was recovering files and organizing them, and it was an ardu arduous process, but nonetheless, it was working, and I was grateful. Um, I took a break, and I realized that I still was missing a great number of files, and um, that was rather depressing, and I tried to know that it's all right, um, the files will be there somewhere, and if I don't get them back, I have them in memory, and I can remember them lovingly. Then the alarm went off on my phone to notify me of tonight's live broadcast. And quite honestly, I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know that I can even listen to, to tonight's service. But I'm very grateful that I did. And through listening to the readings and the testimony so far, the God's thought, he said to me, well, download another recovery um, software pro uh, application, and I'm sure that the files will be there. So I am very grateful to God to Christian science, to our church, and to God always continuing to speak to us as long as we have our consciousness ready to accept it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Gary. I'm so grateful to Mary Baker Eddy for discovering Christian science, the the science behind what Jesus taught and lived, and for having the courage to present it to the world with all of the opposition that she faced. She, she, was, she was led to give us something invaluable. Um, the knowledge of the fact that God heals through mind and not through matter. Well, a few months ago, one Saturday afternoon, I all of a sudden became extremely nauseous and felt very sick to my stomach. And uh, at first, a, a whole bunch of negative thoughts flooded my uh, into my consciousness. Uh, you know, all the 
propaganda and news about COVID-19 started coming back and I thought, oh my gosh, geez, what is this? Where did it come from? Uh, the next day on Sunday, I was supposed to read at our Sunday service and I thought, oh my gosh, how am I going to do that? But I quickly recovered from that fear and um, realized that this this was an aggressive mental suggestion that this was an attack on my Christliness such as such as it is but more so it's an attack on our service and I uh, fortunately was able to let a Christian science practitioner from this church know right away what was going on and she immediately began to work and my thoughts started to clear and I started to very aggressively require that I demand the blessing from this experience that this was not this was not given by God and I was not going to accept it and turned to our website and found some articles that were just extremely helpful in this. Well, I didn't sleep much that night, um, and I wrestled most of the night, uh, as an earlier testifier said she wrestled. Rest wrestling is the work, yes. Uh, I wrestled most of the night. I think I slept for a couple hours. But in the morning, I began to feel better. Uh, I didn't lose it uh, and was able to come to the service. And although I didn't know beforehand how it was going to work out, I trusted God. I trusted that God would give me the strength to do whatever it was that I needed to do. And I was able to participate in the service as I was originally scheduled. And uh, after that, I even felt better. Later in the day, it just, I felt better and better. And by the end of the day, there was very little evidence of, of the problem. And that night, that Sunday night, I slept very well and the, the symptoms disappeared and, and never returned. I'm so grateful for Christian science and I'm so grateful to be a member of this church where Christian science is taught and practiced the way Mary Baker Eddy saw it clearly and intended, the way Christ Jesus instructed us to practice it. So I'm so grateful to be here tonight and uh, Thank you very much for the fine readings tonight. Lou. Thank you for those wonderful readings and music. I'm so grateful for Christian Science to learn that God is always guarding and guiding us every moment. I had some work to do at church today and decided to go to the grocery store first 
so could save some time and go right home after I finished my work. On getting to church, I put an item in the refrigerator to take home later. The timing all worked out fine. On my way home, a few blocks away, I heard the words, the food in the refrigerator, like someone was right there with me. I realized that God was telling me that I forgot to take something. I immediately drove back to church, thanking God all the way. God is always talking to us, and we must always be listening and following his directing. This was such a blessing. I thank Mary Baker Eddy for this wonderful way of life. Thank you. Mary. I got many submissions tonight, so I won't be able to read all of them, but I will get to them eventually. And start with some of our submissions to our church website bulletin board. The first from Virginia. A wonderful newsletter. Thanks for all the uplifting and thoughtful quotes. Thanks to Jim for his joy-filled news items. And thanks for the info from the membership meeting, showing so much interest from around the world and the exciting things happening in our church. Florida. Thank you for that beautiful and comforting solo, There is a Bomb of Gilead. There is a Bomb in Gilead. What a perfect ending to a most healing roundtable, lesson sermon, and church service. Christian science discovered and founded by Mary Baker Eddy and faithfully taught and practiced by this church is truly the Bomb of Gilead. Virginia, thank you for a most inspiring and blessed roundtable and church service today. June 27th. From beginning to end, all the offerings were instructive and uplifting. The singing of There is a Bomb in Gilead was absolutely beautiful. And when we sang the last hymn, which told us, quote, Go take the little open book from out the angel's hand. The word of truth is there for all to read and understand. What though the seven thunders roll, that still small voice shall make thee whole. End quote. I truly felt I was standing on holy ground. Thanks to all. And then California. On Tuesday, I received the Plainfield Daily Calendar statement in my email and read it quickly as I was rushing out of my house. And the quote was from Bicknell Young. No matter how bad things look, hold on. <clears throat> it calmed me down, adjusted my thought, and made me laugh when I thought of this as in holding on to a rope, my spiritual sense of things. My Plainfield practitioner has told me several times to hold on to the rope and make sure I have knotted it at the end so I won't fall off during the wild ride that sometimes presents itself. I'm so grateful for these short, powerful, loving calendar truths that contribute to getting us through our days and, and for our Plainfield practitioners. And that was a, another quote I'm adding from Bicknell Young. It says, when you are at the end of your rope, tie a knot and hang on. 
And then this is from England. I've been thinking lately how grateful I am for having gone through class with a teacher from the organization. You may be surprised, and I am too, as it was not a great experience, and just about everything that could have went wrong at that time. However, I'm feeling very grateful because it left me feeling there must be something better, and therefore I started searching online, which led me to the Plainfield Church with all your resources, articles, recorded services, teachings, original music, and many translations, all so kindly and freely given to the world on your website. And I would like you all to know how very grateful I am. And then this from California. Yesterday, in doing research on this week's lesson on God, I came across an article which started out, quote, Our debt of gratitude and love to Christianity and its founder is too great ever to be adequately paid. Those whose lives have been fullest of good and worthy deeds feel that they have received so much and given so little that their salvation is by divine grace and not by personal merit. We have not even begun to appreciate all that God means to us and all that Christ and historical Christianity have done for us until we desire and work to become Christ-like, that is, God-like, in thought, words, and deeds. It is only by emulating the example of Christ Jesus, by loving, trusting, and obeying God, and by loving and serving mankind as he did, that we express true love for him, as well as for his life, motive, and work. This is from an article by Professor Mosley in a May 1907 issue of the Christian Science Journal. When I read this opening paragraph, I couldn't help looking back on my life and asking whether I had done a good job in giving thanks to God. The answer wouldn't have earned me an A for excellence. Instead, I came to the realization that maybe I thanked God when the big things happened, but was not so good at remembering to thank Him for the not-so-big things. But that all changed when I started attending services at the Plainfield Christian Science Independent Church and working with a Plainfield practitioner and learning the parts of Christian science practice that had been missing for me. I think the whole way I viewed God and myself flipped from what it was. I learned to really be on top of giving gratitude. One has to be in the correct place of unity with God, walking with Him each day throughout the day. Because when we are walking with God and serving Him, we become witnesses to His outpouring of good and can't help giving heaps of gratitude in every instance. It's about a change in viewpoint from that of the receiver to that of the witness to God's powerful presence in meeting all our needs. As the writer of this journal article said, our expression of gratitude is an expression of love for our Father, Mother, God, Christ Jesus, and our leader, Mary Baker Eddy, a debt which can never be paid. I am so grateful to be here at the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent with each one of you 
and that is a gratitude that is given continuously. And this is a testimony from Pennsylvania. Testimony, Second Healing for Jane Doe. I would like to express my deep gratitude for Christian Science and for the excellent work that the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent is doing to further the healing mission of Christian Science. Also, I'd like to share a recent healing of an animal on my property I've named Jane Doe. A deer on my property was healed about three years back by the inspiration I gained from a testimony given at a Plainfield Wednesday testimony meeting. This year when I returned, I did not see her right away, but she was jumping the fence and eating plants in my yard. When she finally decided to join in with eating the duck chow, I feed the Canada geese, I noticed how thin she was. I figured it must have been a tough winter and the duck chow will fatten her up. But she continued to go downhill and became very weak. She was spending a lot of time in my yard on the lawn just laying down. Deer do lay down, but they normally do so hidden from sight in the bushes. Then I noticed that she was struggling to stand and could only walk a short distance before her legs gave, gave out and she would crash to the ground again. This went on for several days and reached a point where she did not want to leave my lawn. I must profess, profess my first thoughts for that this was due to old age as she would, had been there for a very long time. I thought I should just make her comfortable and just let her pass on as I've been Put up. I've been put up with a lot of years of her eating my flowers and bushes. Then I felt real love for how blessed I have been to have her in my experience. I rejected the first thought. She is a wonderful, trusting, gentle doe. I also remembered that God brings into your experience a thing for a purpose. Perhaps she is here because she remembers the prior healing and is reaching out for help in the only way she knew how by showing me her distress. So I decided to pray. I knew that right now, right then and there, she is a deathless, diseaseless, immortal, ageless being. Just as man lives at eternal noon, science and health, so does all of God's creation. I also knew that God maintains his creation at the point of perfection. She therefore could not be either dying or old, I understood that this was true right now, and I did not need to change anything. So in a conscious state of humility and love, I reached out to God and asked him to open my eyes and show me how he sees her. The next morning, I did not see her at breakfast, but midday, I was at the gate in the fence in the back, which is midway along a long split rail fence. I was there giving some duck chow to the Canada geese on the property. Deer normally sleep during the day, so I was surprised to see Jane, about 60 feet away, trotting toward us along the fence line. At first I thought she wanted some of the duck chow as she loves it, but she kept right on trotting right past us and continuing along the fence line for quite a distance, perhaps for another 150 feet before ducking back into the woods. Then I realized that she had come to show me that she was well and she had been healed. 
and perhaps to thank me. What a thrill to see such a quick healing. I have seen her off and on for about a week now, and she remains active and walking as she should. She is also starting to fatten up, and the mangy look she had has disappeared. I have not seen her resting on the ground as before. What a blessing Christian science is to the world. And then, this last one is North Carolina. There is so much I'd like to say as I search for adequate words to convey my great gratitude for each individual voice from Plainfield, for your generous sharing and devotion to this remarkable and profound teaching of Christian science and Mrs. Eddy's rightful place. I am learning so much every day as a sense of peace and confidence quietly eclipses the pain of years of habitual erroneous beliefs. Grateful to God for leading me here. Loving thoughts to you all. I too am very grateful for those beautiful readings tonight. The uh, Mrs. Eddy's address on 4th of July is one that we were given often. It's a battle cry to, yes, as she says, doff our lavender kids' zeal and become consecrated warriors. I'm so grateful to dear Mrs. Eddy for the prayers we've been having recently for her and to know that she established a church that will go on in truth, healing a world. So grateful to be with you all tonight and have a good night. Thank you. Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 326. The Christian warrior see him stand in all the armor of his God. The spirit sword is in his hand. His feet are with the gospel shod. Hymn number 326.